China is buying a whole bunch of U.S. land, Biden has the Rona, and we're in a recession. Hey, it's the Chicks from the Chicks on the Right podcast. Download and subscribe to our daily podcast to hear us pick apart and pick on the news of the day. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's podcast is sponsored by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, and the only conservative alternative to AARP. Join today at amac.us slash Carter. Remember that, backslash Carter. Guys, I have been teasing now for weeks, you've been listening to the podcast, that I was going to have a very special guest on the show, very special guest, uh, and I know to all of you, somebody who we hope will be a candidate in the 2024 presidential elections and somebody who has already served our country with greatness and dignity. Yes, I have former President Donald J. Trump with me today on The Sarah Carter Show, and he has big breaking news today. And by the way, totally unplanned. I had no idea that President Trump would be announcing, yes, I wish I had a drum roll here, his lawsuit against CNN for defamation. And I'm excited about that. And he's going to talk about it here because uh, I want to know, I want to know if they have to have disclosure, like what, what is he getting at? What does he want to know from CNN? How is he going to hold CNN accountable and as well, possibly other news agencies? Guys, we will also discuss his thoughts on the midterms and Republicans taking back Congress, uh, Joe Biden's failure on the world stage the chaos at our southern border, and what can be done to fix it, and what would he have done differently? What would he have done differently? How is he viewing now, looking back, his presidency, and what would he have changed if he could, and what might he change if he chooses to run again? So this is big, big breaking news. Please follow and subscribe. Get all the links at sarahacarter.com. That is sarahacarter.com. And while you're there, I want you to sign up for our email list so that you do not get shadow banned. Yes, please sign up for the email list so that you do not get shadow banned. I actually have another great sponsor of the Sarah Carter Show who happens to be a very close friend of President Donald Trump and somebody who is a true patriot as well to America. And that is Mike Lindell with MyPillow. This is it. I mean, Mike Lindell, I talk about MyPillow all the time. And by the way, I do read your reviews and I read a lot of the emails that come to me and you all love Mike Lindell just as much, which is awesome because I get emails all the time about my pillow, my sheets, the my dog beds. This is a real American company that cares about the American people and cares about our nation. And that's why we should support it because it's not just about that. It's about a great product as well. But somebody who actually believes in putting America first. Why? These Per cal bed sheets. Have you guys tried those yet? They're amazing. They're 100% breathable. They're durable. They're built to last. They're machine washable. They have a more than 250 thread count. That's just incredible. So go to mypillow.com backslash Carter, mypillow.com backslash Carter, or call 1 800 685 7221 for deep discounts on the MyPillow per cal bed sheets. Queen size. Listen to this. Regular price, $89.98. Right now, with Carter, with the promo code Carter, you can get it for $39.98. You just can't beat that. While they're taking advantage of the buy one, get one free sale on all my pillows, 
towels, and so much more. Visit MyPillow.com backslash Carter. Support a true patriot. Call 1-800-685-7221 today for the sale of the year on MyPillow per cow bed sheets. MyPillow.com backslash Carter or call 1-800-685-7221. CPAC Chairman Matt Schlapp explains why firing Nancy Pelosi and winning the midterms needs to be our white-hot focus, or 2024 might not even matter. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, Matt and I also discuss how a small number of leftists are ruining our corporations and institutions and why conservative ideas are better because they work and they make us happy. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. And now, the interview you've all been waiting for, the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. So I'm going to start right off at the top, uh, Mr. President. You know, the FBI and DOJ, you've described them as swamp monsters. We see they're at it again um, with the news that uh, the Washington Post is reporting that they are trying to make you a target, a direct target of their investigation. What's your response to that Washington Post story? Well, I don't know about it. I haven't heard about it until yesterday. We've received nothing. And uh, somebody leaked. I think I probably know who the leakers are leakers from within, but uh, you know who the leakers are too. But uh, they mm -hmm. leak something, and uh, maybe it's not, maybe it's just made up by the Washington Post, but we've done absolutely nothing wrong. Uh, we have uh, the cleanest record there are what we're doing, and as you know better than anybody, we're fighting for uh, against this horrible election fraud and all of the things that are taking place in our country. So it's an amazing thing. They can rig and steal an election And the people that are looking for the truth and for what happened, they're the ones that get investigated. It's a disgrace. And I don't personally, I don't think the country's going to stand for it. They've been putting up with Does it for a long time. Yes, sir. Does it blow your mind that you can't even discuss election integrity or that the American people feel that they cannot discuss election integrity in this day and age without being ostracized by a media that appears to be in the pockets of the Biden administration and, and the left? Well, without being ostracized or without being investigated, uh, you uh, challenge the election. It's all about the election because they think they got away with something and they don't want to talk about it because if people talk about it, they understand. You probably saw that I'm suing a big suit was announced today that I'll be suing CNN for a lot of money and we're going to sue other media outlets, sue big ones and a lot of them for the election fraud. 
for the term big lie because it wasn't a big lie. You know better than anybody all of the things you look at Wisconsin with the nursing homes and many other things, and you see what's going on there. You look at Arizona. You look at all of these states are finding so many things and determinative things. So we uh, filed a suit, or we will be filing very shortly, but it was announced just a little while ago about against CNN. Uh, they used the word uh, the big lie. The big lie is the opposite. It's them. So we'll see what happens. But we haven't heard anything about that. We know nothing about it. We did nothing wrong. Uh, going over the, the years that you and I, um, and I've worked on the number of stories, you know, with John Solomon and with Sean Hannity covering right. the Russia gate, the Russia scandal, the facts that have come out with the fact that Christopher Steele and his dodgy lied made up dossier, uh, the fact that they targeted everyone around you, including yourself and your family, uh, that it, it was proven that the FBI was spying on you. Do you believe that it is time to revamp the bureaucracy? Is the bureaucracy so, uh, so overrun by the swamp that the only way to clean it is to change it up from the inside out? Well, something has to happen. It can't go on like this. Uh, we talk about, and you use the word disinformation, they have two terms, disinformation and misinformation, but essentially they're the same thing. And that's all these people are good at. They go Russia, 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 and everyone's talking about it for two years, and it turns out to be a hoax perpetrated by the Democrats, crooked Hillary Clinton, and dealing with Russia. How about that? And then they have the impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two. Uh, they have the Mueller scam. That was a report. Ended up in non-collusion, no collusion whatsoever. And you just say, what is going on? And now you have this January 6th thing where the lies, think of it, where they say I in the car I was choking a, a, a Secret Service agent, okay? It, and now it's turned out that that's a total scam because you saw the stuff that just came out by also the great Molly Hemingway. She's fantastic. Fantastic. And, uh, yes, she is. She just wrote a great. She just wrote a great story about it and how that was a total hoax and uh, so many lies, so many lies. And I don't think I don't think it can con really can continue to go on like this. The people aren't taking it. They're not going to take it. Well, it damages the American people. You talk about lies, and you're right. Molly Hemingway is fantastic. I love The Federalist. I was looking at a story there, and I actually posted yesterday um, the letter sent by uh, Senator Grassley uh, where he uh, revealed that news broke uh, that the FBI was falsely labeling intelligence and credible evidence against Hunter Biden as, as you yeah. say, disinformation in order to yeah. shut down an investigation into Hunter Biden before yeah. the 2020 presidential election. Isn't this FBI yep. and DOJ interference? I mean, first they lie about you and then they cover up for Biden. Well, by not allowing that to come out before the, because as you know, they wouldn't let it come to come out. But by not allowing it to come out, they said it made a 17-point difference. But it didn't matter. You know, I got millions and millions more votes the second time than I did the first. The whole thing, if we don't have borders and if we don't have free and fair elections, we don't have a country, Sarah. You know that better than anybody. You've done a great job. And when I see them giving the Pulitzer Prizes based on the reporting on Russia, and then Russia turns out to be a total hoax, even admitted, you see, Brent Stevens admitted it in the New York Times. The Washington Correct. Post admitted it. So why are they keeping their Pulitzer Prizes? And why isn't Pulitzer 
demanding those prizes back because it was a total hoax. So that'll be another and, thing that we're working on, one of many. Well, that's interesting because that's, is that part of the lawsuits? I mean, the fact that there is a continuing precedence of lying against you and against your presidency. And even at this point with the January 6th committee, we see, a. Con- do you have a response to Liz Cheney, to the January 6th committee? I mean, uh, we're, we're seeing this kind of like this theater Again, in Washington, this idea that they keep trying to push that there was this massive insurrection. Do you have a message to them? Can you make a statement? Yeah, I'll make a statement. They ought to investigate the election fraud. You know, the people came to Washington because of a an election that they felt was rigged and stolen. And nobody investigates the reason that they came, because that was the reason they went. And I believe it was the largest group I've ever spoken before. And that wasn't me. That was a whole group of people that started that, you know, having a day. It was a protest. It was basically a protest. Correct. But then when you look at Antifa and you look at Black Lives Matter and you see the destruction they've done in Seattle and in Portland and in Minnesota and all these different places, and they do nothing, absolutely nothing, it's disgraceful. And it's disgraceful the way they've treated a lot of these people that should not be. They're being persecuted. I mean, they're firemen, they're policemen, they're soldiers, and they've been persecuted. And they've done nothing to these other people that have actually caused death. You know, one person died on January 6th, and the name was right. Ashley Babbitt. Ashley that Babbitt, that is died. correct. What a, what a disgrace the way they're handling it. And the country is very angry about it, I can tell you that. Well, you know, it never occurred to me until I was working on the stories that affected you and your presidency that the United States of America, that our system, the FBI, uh, as well as the DOJ and our other agencies would be operating in the similar fashion as against a political opponent, that they were weaponized against a political opponent, much like when I would travel to Pakistan or overseas into Central America where you saw corruption so overtly. I mean, it, I think it was stunning. If anything, Mr. President, you opened the American people's eyes to what was actually happening in Washington, D.C. Yeah, I think so. And there's never been weaponization like what we've seen lately. There's never been anything like it. And the reason is they want to stop talking about the election. They don't want people to look at the facts. And even the judges were afraid to look. You know, they dismiss it on, not on the facts, on some legal technicality. Now, you look at what's happening in Wisconsin where with the nursing homes where they have thousands and thousands of votes, determinative, and many other things. Wisconsin is going wild. Arizona is going wild. A lot of people are being elected because of it, because of the election fraud of 2020. But look at Mo Brooks. As soon as he got off that right. subject, he lost a 54-point lead. It's a very big thing. And what that unselect committee, as I call it, and I call it that, and nobody even challenges it, but it's a totally partisan committee. What that committee should be doing, Sarah, is looking at the election fraud, because that's why everybody was there. That was the reason for it. And the people of this country have not forgotten. If anything, there's a bigger chance about what happened in 2020. And it's certainly uh, that chance is high because how bad our country is. The inflation, the military, the Afghan withdrawal, where we're giving $85 billion Correct. and losing lives and everything else. All of the things and the open border where millions of people are flowing into our country 
And we have no idea where they're even from. We have no idea where they're coming from. We know nothing about them. And it's going to cause problems into the future like you wouldn't believe. So with all well, this, cert- the country's angry. And the January 6th unselect committee should be spending 95% of their time on a thing called the election and the fraud that took place. And, and election no integrity. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, election integrity no is what it. people are talking about all the time. Every time I travel, I'm here in Oklahoma. I'm on the ground yep. here. I was out with Governor Stitt on, on the ranch lands. Um, you know, when I'm traveling, I hear from people, they're concerned about the election. They're concerned about the midterms. Yeah. They're concerned about 2024 and the future of our country. One of the questions right. I wanted to ask you, President Trump, is you were very hard on China. You were all about America first putting, bringing back manufacturing jobs to America, giving incentives to businesses here in our country. And now we're seeing reports coming out everywhere. And I know that your administration was on the ball with this. You were actually looking into this, uh, that China has purchased, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres of land uh, near sensitive military installations here in the United States, uh, agricultural land, farmland. Uh, they control a lot of what is being produced as far as PPE still and as well as like our antibiotics and others. Can you address that issue and, and what, what needs to be done? So we took a very tough stance on Huawei and all of these tech companies coming in, and we made it impossible for them. In fact, they almost went out of business. And now they're coming in in spades. Uh, They'll be able to read everything and see everything that they want to see near military bases. And on top of it, you know, I charge them hundreds of billions of dollars worth of tariffs and taxes, and it really shut them down with regard to steel. And, you know, I saved the steel industry. I understand that the Biden administration is going to be dropping those tariffs on China. And if they do that, China is going to own the United States. We had we had great success. No president has ever taken in 10 cents from China. I took in hundreds of billions of dollars. I gave 28 billion dollars to the farmers because of the way they were mistreated by China. Now, it's very sad what's happening. And it looks like China is ruling us. And, and now China's emboldened even further. We see Nancy Pelosi, uh, it leaked that she is planning a trip to Taiwan. China's basically demanding that she not go to Taiwan. I mean, the House Speaker, I mean, a lot of people say, well, we didn't want her going there anyways to representing us. But now that China's made that statement, um, what do you think uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi should do? Do you think the Biden administration should uh, cower to China or should they let her go? She should have never done it in the first place because it wasn't her place. She just did nothing but cause trouble. But now that she's done it and now that she's made the statement, she has to go. But she should have never gotten involved in the first place. She's only trouble. I think she's totally a whack job. She's crazy. But she should never have done it. It's uh, trouble, (laughs) but she should have to do it. Now that she's announced that she's going, she has to do it. And if she doesn't, does that just show? I mean, do you think that, I mean, Russia, China, our adversaries, Iran, North Korea, are they just looking at Biden and saying, you know what? We could pretty much do whatever we want. I mean, we see Russia yep. going into Ukraine. We see what's happening in China. Is, is, that, is that what is going on here? That's what's happening. It would have never happened with Russia and Ukraine if I were the president. And I will tell you, if that election wasn't rigged and stolen, you would have had no deaths, you would have had no problems, you would have had no war at all, even without a negotiation between Russia and Ukraine. I knew that very well. I knew 
I, I predicted everything. I predicted practically, I think, every single thing from gas prices to Ukraine. I said what was going to happen. Putin wanted it. He was never going to do it during my administration. No chance. Same thing with President Xi of China. He was never going to go into Taiwan. Never. It was never, ever going to happen. And now, if you look, he's getting closer and closer by the day. No, that's what's happening. They have no respect for our country. They have no respect for our president. And all they're good at is misinformation and, you know, politicizing all they what they're doing with the weaponization. That's all they're good at. That's all they seem to know how to do. If they devoted the same genius to running our country and to making decent uh, either relationships, deals, whatever you want to call it, with other countries, nobody could beat us. But that's all they're good at. That's all they know how to do. Cheat on elections. Not even just the, the idea of like how, how the, the election, dealing with election integrity here in the United States, but the fact that we have so many resources here in the United States, especially our gas and our oil, and right now we've got Biden begging begging the saudis begging other nations uh putting china first putting russia first uh instead of using the resources that we have here in america what that's what you were going to do that's what you were doing with the pipeline that's what you were doing with as as far as our, becoming the energy giant again um what happens if we don't get back to that place i mean because we still have roughly three more years of president biden so we were energy independent. We were becoming energy dominant. We would have been double the size of China, of uh, double the size of Saudi Arabia. Think of this, of Saudi Arabia, Venezuela. Uh, you could add uh, anyone else. In fact, Russia, if you added all three of them up, how about this? We're going to Saudi Arabia. We're going to Venezuela to ask Venezuela for oil. But if you look at Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, and Russia, we would have been bigger than all three. We were dominant. We were going to be super dominant, I called it. And we're on the track. And now we're begging for oil. And in the meantime, the prices have gone through. The prices have gone through the absolute roof. And they're going to continue. And they're going to go higher. All because of the Green New Deal nonsense. Green New Deal is not powerful enough to even fire up 20% of our businesses, 20% of our great plants all over the nation. They'll be like Germany. You saw Germany. They wanted to go green and they went green and they almost went out of business. Now they're going back to coal and they're going back to nuclear. Right. To see these people go to Saudi Arabia, to go to Venezuela and ask for oil. And we have more liquid gold under our feet than they do. Right here in Oklahoma, we've got a ton of it. I mean, yeah. probably the most and in I the country. Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma, I, do too. I won 77 out of 77 counties, districts, 70, all 77. Ronald Reagan won 56. That was pretty good. I won 77 they love you out here. of 77. Yeah, well, I love them too. Well, well, let me ask you this, because your straw poll, the recent straw poll at Turning Point, by the way, your speech was brilliant at Turning Point. Thank you. Um, uh, thank shows you. you at, you know, you're welcome, sir. Um, shows you at 79%. 79% yeah. on that recent straw poll. And, you know, everybody, the rumblings across the country are, I mean, they're they are talking about you, President Trump. They are talking yeah. about 45, maybe 47. Um, anything you want to talk about on that, on that no, end? No, just common sense. It's like, you know, I mentioned a lot of things that were strong but true with, uh, you know, the drug dealers and all. They kill thousands of people. Each one of them kills thousands of people. 
And the only way, if you look all over the world that I have, the only countries that don't have a drug problem are the countries that do the death penalty for drug dealers. Uh, you look at Singapore, you look at China, you look at others, no drug problem, none whatsoever. And I mentioned that, and I mentioned a lot of strong things. If you did that, you know, if you ever enacted that, you'd lose 50% of your drug stuff in, I would say, 50% the following moment, the following minute, without doing anything. Uh, so we Let's have talk- to, you know, I mentioned that, but some people thought it was controversial. I said, what's controversial when each drug dealer kills hundreds and hundreds of people during the course of that dealer's life? What's controversial about it? Well, what about targeting the biggest drug cartels, the ones that are actually bringing in and mixing the fentanyl and putting it together as what yeah. about t- labeling well, them I terrorist did. organizations? I, you know, we did. We had it down. And what we did was really great was we had a very strong border and drugs were down. The drug stuff was down more than it's been in 34 years. And we were just getting started. But we had the strongest border in the history. Think of this. The strongest border in the history of our country, recorded history of our country. Uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. And all they had to do is leave it alone. And it was fixing itself. It was getting better. It was tough to get in. Human traffickers couldn't get in. And drugs were having a hard time getting in, Sarah. We had the best numbers on drugs in years, decades. And then these guys come in and they say, let's open it up. Now drugs are 10 times greater than they were two years ago. Think of it. And the the people coming through... I believe it's 15 million people in one year. I believe it's 15. It's not three or four. I believe it's 15 million people. That's the size of New York State. That's just incredible. And I actually believe those numbers are wrong as well, President Trump. I think those numbers are much greater, much in the range which you're 100%. you're talking about right now. Well, do you think, President Trump, let me ask you before I let you go, because I know I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot of your time here, uh, but I think it's important. And I, I know that my listeners and that the American people want to hear from you. Because there's a lot of concern right now across the country that everything that the Biden administration has been doing, particularly we see the policy. The policy is to create chaos at the border. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, And they don't want to change it. They're purposefully making it worse. And the policies in our nation are opposite of putting America first. In fact, many people would say this is putting America last. And I think that the American people are terrified of where this is going, of where this, do you believe that the Biden administration is purposefully, purposefully creating this chaos? And if so, why? And what can be done to stop this? I mean, really, this is about the future of our country. So when you see open borders, I don't care who you are, doesn't make any difference. When you see open borders, there's only one reason that you could have it. People are stupid, but I don't believe that they're stupid. The other reason, if you look at a reason or whatever, is that they hate our country. And I don't think they're stupid because in a certain way, they're very cunning people. You understand that. When you watch what they do yes. on election fraud, when you watch what they do on a lot of things, when you watch the disinformation where they say, oh, this is Russia having to do with a laptop, which is there for everyone to see. It was Russia Russian disinformation. And then immediately after the election, they said, oh, we were wrong about that. It wasn't Russian disinformation. And they admitted it. It was a hoax. It was a just and it made a 17 point difference. Think of that, according to the pollsters, as you know. So perhaps they hate our country because it's not possible that anybody can think that 
open borders or how about this voter ID? They don't want they fight so hard against voter ID. Now, why would somebody not want voter ID, voter identification? There's only one reason, because they want to cheat in elections. It's the only reason. There's no other reason. And yet they fight. And And even the Democrats, 82 percent want voter ID. But the politicians don't want it. The only reason is because they cheat in elections. They want to continue to cheat. Do you ever think we're going to get to the truth, sir, about what happened during the elections? Do you ever think anybody will be responsible? I do. There's some very brave people. And they're trying to be not only silenced, but investigated. No, but think of it. The people that rigged the election, no problem. The people that want the truth for the good of the country, they're under investigation. You think about that. It's a very, very sad time for our country. But I don't think the people are going to stand for it because people understand it far more so than they did a year ago. Hypothetically, if, let's say, you had the opportunity to even if you look back on, on your presidency or even in the future, would it be different? Would, would, would the system need to be gutted out? I mean, we see so many people on the inside that, we, that, are, that are working against what would yeah. be America first policies. And we've yeah. seen, like you said, a lot, of, a lot of people leaking important information or classified information or operating outside the bounds of what they're duties are in the in the intelligence community we saw it with john brennan we saw with clapper we saw what was happening would it be different a second time around it would be different in the sense that number one we've seen so much we've learned so much i had unbelievable people in my administration we rebuilt the military we got rid of isis we did things that nobody thought were even possible got the biggest tax cuts in history regulation cuts in history we've done more than any, I mean, if you look at other administrations, it's not even close what we've accomplished. Despite all of that, uh, I wish we had somebody that was better as attorney general. I had Sessions and I had Barr. Barr was right. uh, a person that was absolutely disgraceful. He was afraid of being impeached and he was afraid to go after the election fraud. He was just afraid. He was so afraid. He was not, I don't want to say he wasn't a patriot. But he was a coward. In the truest sense of the word, Bill Barr was a coward. And it's a shame because that's what should have happened. And he didn't have the courage to do it. But, you know, over the course of four years, I got to know great people. And we had great people there. Nobody wants to write about them. And I understand that. But we had some people that didn't do their job. One of them was Bill Barr. I will tell you that. He should have done. He was a coward. He was afraid of being impeached. The Democrats, if you remember, Pelosi and the group, they were going to impeach him. And he didn't want to be. And how do you not get impeached? Say, oh, no, the election was just beautiful. It's a disgrace. But I think very few people have done the job we did with all of that and with all of the fake investigations. Everything was a fake. Everything was disinformation. It was all a big fake. And with all of that, I did more than just about any president in the history of the country. You look at all of the things, even Space Force. Think of it. Rebuilt. I rebuilt our entire military. They gave away 85 billion of it to the Taliban. But that's a tiny fraction compared to what I built. And we did Absolutely. such a great job. But some people I, I could have done without. Well, Director Ray, for one of them, I think, uh, was 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 an in- interesting uh, character. And, uh, you know, and also looking at with Bill Barr, I mean, from the very beginning, I, I remember thinking, oh, here's a guy that's going to actually make a difference. And then I just felt like he was a liar. 
that he was coming out and saying one thing and doing something behind the scenes altogether different. And, uh, Sarah, and I thought was that afraid, was... Like, he was afraid of being impeached. He was going to be impeached. They were all talking. They didn't even know why they were going to impeach him. He did nothing wrong. They were going but to impeach him. But just the threat. And how did, oh no, well, that was more than a threat. I mean, there was a period of time when it looked like he was going to be impeached. All of a sudden he starts saying the election was so wonderful. And as soon as they said that, the last person in the world that they would have impeached would have been him. Because look, it's all about what took place during the election, during that period, because the evidence is there. It's massive. If you read the lawsuit against CNN and you'll read the lawsuit against Many other media companies, because they were all participants in this. When you read the lawsuit and you see the fraud, because we spell out the fraud, and this is big numbers. This is a, a, you know, we're talking about big numbers. And you understand that better than anybody, because nobody covered you, John Solomon, John Hannity. I mean, there are a certain group of people. You talk about Pulitzer Prize. You and Solomon and all these guys, I guess they don't give him for Hannity's position, but he should get one, too. But the people <laughs> that called it, Sarah, the people that, as you're right, if you look at it, they got nothing. And all these people do is they go on to the next hoax. They go on now to January 6th. And you look at Janie, how bad she is. She's like 30 or 35 points down. Well, and I, we're seeing right now, actually, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin with the ballot boxes, you're yep. being proven right. You know, they're saying the drop boxes are illegal in Wisconsin. That's coming yep. from the Supreme Court. Yep. Look, I won it Correct. last time, and I won it by more this time. It's incredible what's happened in Wisconsin, even more incredible what's happening in other states. And, you know, the problem is that people are afraid because they're worried about what's going to happen in 22 and 24. Well, last question, sir. Your message to the American people. There's a lot of, I mean, everyone who listens to the show is a huge supporter of you. The majority of people that listen to me, um, everyone that I talk to. What is President Trump's message to us now that we're here in this mess right now under Biden and with the midterms coming up and with the 2024 presidential elections? I mean, that's, it's really just around the corner. What would your message be to them? There has never been a time where our country is so low. There has never been a time where our country has been so disrespected as now. There has never been anything like it with inflation, with the economy, with our military looking so bad and so weak and so pathetic. And yet just before that, I defeated 100 percent of ISIS, the ISIS caliphate. What I'm saying is we will make America great again. We did it twice because I did it before the uh, plague came in from China and I did it after. In fact, after the stock market was actually higher. He took the residue of what I had and played that for six months, and then it all started crashing. You know, it doesn't just happen that day, but it happened. We will make America great again. We just hold out hope, hold out hope, and get out and vote because the upcoming midterms are very important. And frankly, most important of all is the presidency. And Two years. Don't forget, Sarah, I used to say, oh, four years, four years. And we went through all of this stuff, but four years. Well, now it's two years. Two years doesn't sound so long. Four years sounded no. like a long time. But there's never been somebody, there's never been a president who's done the kind of destruction that's taken place in the last two years. It's incredible. Hold on. We will make America great again. And it will take a great president to follow that. 
and to make America strong again and make America great again. I'll be seeing you at CPAC, sir, uh, in oh, Dallas, good. Texas. I'll be there August 4th through the 7th. I t keep telling everybody to get their tickets. And thank you so much, Mr. President, for this interview. I, I appreciate your time more than you know, and I have the utmost respect for you and everything you have done for our country. You are a true patriot and a, an amazing and wonderful human being. Thank you, Sarah, and I have great respect for you. You know that, and keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20enespañol.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52, 36, 42, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. I want to thank uh, the 45th president of the United States, uh, Donald J. Trump, for joining me today on the Sarah Carter and joining all of us, joining you today on the show so we can hear from him uh, what was going on, uh, I guess, over his presidency and what he believes is necessary for the future of our country. And I know you've all been seeing these incredible rallies that he's been holding across the country um, and just overflow of people showing up uh, in support. I think Americans are tired. I, I think he, you know, he brought up some really important points. And I'm, I'm glad he talked about, you know, looking back and what he might have changed and what he can change in the future. I certainly believe that he will be running again in 2024, God willing. I certainly believe that. And the reason I asked him that question was for was for the main purpose of like, we all learn, right? We all learn from the things that we do, what we would change if we could go back, um, how we would handle things uh, if, if we had the foresight to really understand. And remember, President Trump is a brilliant businessman. He came from New York City. He had brilliant, I mean, he's brilliant when it comes to business, when it comes to negotiations. Um, 
He has friendships all over the world. He's built ties with people. And he's also known for playing hardball and doing it in such a way that, I mean, obviously you can see by the success of his life and the success of his children. But he never was the politician necessarily. He certainly didn't come into Washington, I think. You know, he didn't come in with just rose-colored glasses. He knew it was going to be tough. I just don't think anybody really realizes what a swamp it truly is until you're in it, until you're immersed in it. And when President Trump was speaking about William Barr, I could just feel it because that's the way that I felt. I remember being on Sean's show night after night. You know, we broke all these amazing stories, all of the documentation that supported it, that the FBI had been falsely investigating President Trump and, and the people around him, that the information that they were utilizing was all lies based on a shoddy dossier, that Andy McCabe was targeting the president as well as others around him, like Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. And now we're watching what's happening with, you know, this Washington Post story where they're circling the wagons again, all around President Trump, around, you know, Mike Pence and all of the people that were most close to him, right? Just putting it out there that he is the target of their investigation on this really bogus January 6th insurrection, right, uh, committee. And you think to yourself, how is that possible? How is it possible that the same DOJ and FBI that lied to all of you, lied to me in 2020, when the Hunter Biden information came out, when the laptop came out, when all of those documents came out about Hunter Biden and his financial dealings with China, yes, China, with Russia, with Ukraine, they turned around and basically leaked information, listen to this, leaked information to the public across the globe that the accurate information was actually Russian disinformation so that you and everybody else wouldn't believe it. This is our Justice Department, the DOJ and the FBI, the people that we entrust with our lives, with the protection of the national security of the United States, that are supposed to be the balance of power, Lady Liberty, Lady Justice, the scales of justice. And instead, they were lying and they continue to do so. So when I asked President Trump about what he would do different, he talked about William Barr. And that's very important. It, it just shows you how, how really brilliant President Trump is because the Department of Justice is the most important agency, in my opinion, in this whole bureaucracy, in the whole bureaucratic mess. Why? Because it is only the Department of Justice that can hold people accountable. But when you have people like Jeff Sessions, William Barr, you have Merrick Garland, and I'm not including Matt Whitaker, who was acting attorney general, I guess, in between, because he did a great job. And, and Matt Whitaker was really placed between a rock and a hard place. And I know him well, and he did a phenomenal job. But when you entrust William Barr, and William Barr had all this information just sitting there, just all this information, he was ready. We believed it. 
to take on the swamp, the real swamp monsters. And the reason I call them swamp monsters is, yes, because these are armed agents of the federal government that we entrust with the security of our nation. And what did they do? They targeted a duly elected president of these United States. They did not do their job. They did not do their job. Their job is to stop foreign enemies and domestic enemies as well. But instead, they became the enemy. You know why the American people are so frustrated? Because of Washington, D.C., because of the swamp, because a president like Donald Trump, who was duly elected, came into office to do the job that the American people wanted him to do. They wanted him to gut out the swamp. And instead, the swamp tried to drag him down, and they continue to do that. They continue to do that, and they do it right in our faces. That information that Senator Chuck Grassley got out, that information that the FBI knowingly deceived the American people, knowingly spread false information on, on actual real information so that we wouldn't know the truth, so that the American people would be none the wiser when they went to the polls to vote for Joe Biden, who, by the way, should be investigated by the DOJ and the FBI for his family's corrupt dealings with foreign, foreign adversaries. But that isn't happening, guys. President Trump is literally, has literally been the target of the enemy from within. And yet he continues to fight the fight. He continues to stand for what he believes in. He continues to speak out, regardless what any of you think about the election, regardless if you believe that this election was stolen or if you believe it wasn't stolen or if you believe more facts need to come out before you make up your mind, regardless of any of that, President Trump and his team have the right to question. They have the right as American citizens and as people directly involved to question whether or not there was election integrity. Right now, we saw in Wisconsin with the vote of the Supreme Court, right? No more of these crazy drop boxes where people can just stuff them, ballot stuffing. No more ballot harvesting. And there's a lot more lawsuits coming ahead. So we're going to have a cleaner and better election because of that. Isn't that what we want? Don't we want election integrity? Don't we want to be able to stand up and speak freely about the things that keep our nation based on fundamental principle, where we're not swaying to the political winds, where we're not a banana republic, where people like, you know, Andy McCabe's and John Brennan's and Clapper with former head of the DNI can just wield their bureaucratic power because what? They have access to our phones. They intercept our emails. They can spread rumors and lies with their friends in the media. That's what banana republics do. That's not what the United States of America is supposed to do. I'm grateful for President Trump. I'm grateful that he opened our eyes to what was happening in our nation. And I know in my heart that he will continue to do so. And I also know in my heart that many of the people that will be running, especially in the GOP primary coming up, for the presidential election, have learned a lot from him, have learned a lot from him. 
I'm grateful that he was on the show. Thank you so much, President Trump, for coming on the Sarah Carter Show, for being so brave and being so patriotic, and for willing to stand up for what is right, even when everybody else around you is trying to push you down. That shows great integrity and great courage. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for being my friend. God bless you. God bless President Donald Trump. God bless this great nation. Good night. Today, I'm joined by Rebecca Weber, the CEO of the Association for Mature American Citizens. It's also known as AMAC. Can you share a little bit with the audience about your father, Dan Weber, and how he founded AMAC and why? My father formed AMAC after he recognized that the AARP really was not representing his values. And those values were really um, faith, family, and freedom. And my father believed in America's greatness. He believed that there was what he described as a cultural shift occurring in our country. He thought that the very, very foundation, the Constitution, was being disregarded. And we saw that the power of government was growing and individual freedoms were diminishing, were being threatened. And to get more specific was in 2006 when he said to me that he was canceling his AARP membership. And I said to my father, why would you do that? And he said, well, they've just named Harry Belafonte Man of the Year. And he went on to say that Harry Belafonte had commented to Hugo Chavez saying that George W. Bush Hmm. was the greatest terrorist threat in America. And my father said something is wrong with that. So he saw the AARP make this sharp left turn. And that was when he said, let's form AMAC. And I said, let's do it. Rebecca, thanks so much for being with me today. I'm honored to have you and AMAC as a sponsor for the Sarah Carter Show. You know, for more information, folks, visit amac.us slash Carter. Hey guys, we know it's hard to keep up with all the news these days, but don't worry because we're here to talk and laugh about it all. More people need to be questioning why China is buying a bunch of U.S. land, fully vaxxed Biden has the Rona, and the White House is still pushing off the fact that we're in a recession. Hey, it's the Chicks from the Chicks on the Right podcast. Download and subscribe to our daily podcast to hear us pick apart and pick on the news of the day. Politics to pop culture, nobody's safe, but it's all fun. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.